Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Seth doesn't know. Seth is filling in for Paulie the Mole, which we will talk about in great detail, I think. Um, <clears throat> Paulie just appointed me. I like the official point. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me know. I did not know that. I like the point. I didn't point the other day. Well, you were fine. I, you know what? Because I figured you didn't know about the point, and I, I looked had over no now. idea. I thought I'd bring it up now. It's kind of like action. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I, I got to have it. You need the action cue. Okay. I got to be Action. Direct. Thank you. Seth Thank asked you. me yesterday, he goes, uh, are you running the board tomorrow without Paulie? And I go, no, you come in because we need to have someone in there who knows anything about sports with Daniel because I don't know anything. If he's doing a sports show and it's just me and Daniel, we're going to be talking about chicks all the time. Hate to break it to you. But you know what, though? There's something that's interesting about that perspective because when we bring up things, paradoxes that take place in life, mm-hmm. that they happen to be the vehicle by which we're discussing them are sports. Um, it, it still brings your dad, your husband, sure, your sure, businessman, sure. your sure. an, an on microphone personality, legendary in the morning of my day. And uh, uh, so you do have a perspective on it, and it's kind of interesting to hear what. So you know what it, it, it reminds me of? It reminds me of when I've traveled over the years, and and I lived in Italy, and I lived in Switzerland, and I've lived in foreign countries. I lived in Canada for six years. People's view of the United States versus what we think about ourselves and what people think of us is way different. Oh, I'm sure than, it is. Than yeah. the reality of what. Yeah. Most people think, especially smaller countries, you know, they think everything here is Disneyland and Vegas. Yeah. Everything. Everything like, is lights. Like when and, I tell yeah. them, no, I, I mean, live, it's, I, it's not. No, <laughs> no definitely no, not. But when I huh. say, you know, where do you live, Syracuse? You live in Syracuse. And I go, yeah, it's in, a second you say it's in New York, they go, oh. Right. New York, you know, and they and they immediately have this. It's kind of similar to me. They, the, my uh, my one of my best friends married a woman from the Netherlands. She moved here from the Netherlands. She's got a green card, and her and all of her friends thought that America was cowboys and cheeseburgers. Like we just like her her mother literally asked her daughter before she moved here, "Well, where are you going to get fruit?" Like they thought that we just eat pizza and cheeseburgers all day, right, right. and that that she was going to move here and never have fruit again. But there, there are statistical numbers that the world is um, <clears throat> is savvy to, and, and they know. For instance, no place on the planet, no place, it, they pale to us in as far as murder is concerned. So when you go to a country, you know, when you go to Lithuania, you know, which is the you know the population, the thing is the size of you know the state of New York. But we kill 2,000 people a year in just New York. 2,000 mm-hmm. people are murdered in this yeah. state. Yeah, we put down. They, 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 have a, <laughs> a, you know, they have a country of, you know, four, four million yeah, or whatever yeah. it is, and, and they kill four. Yeah, you know, and, and, right. And, 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 and it's usually it someone- It seems like a better ratio. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's a little a, bit. It's a way better Some, ratio. Something's going on. In, what are they doing in Lithuania? They do. They think, they think you know, uh, what was the old one about Chicago? Uh, um, uh, Al Capone, bang, bang. You know, yeah, they, yeah. They, they do. We're insanely violent. Mm-hmm. Very few other countries have children go in with semi-automatic weapons and kill yeah. 
50 students in a school or something or going mm-hmm. to a club. That just doesn't happen. Right. Or if it does, it's Paris or, or London, and it's a terrorist act with the intent of it. Right. No, it's way different. There's some mighty jihad message behind it. and no, We just have like wound up kids that don't like life and decide to kill each other. It's it's an it's an ugly situation we're in. It, it, for sure. It is. It is. Uh, you know, I, when I moved here, I moved from LA and I brought the kids and I, you know, after a while, yeah, there's there's trade-offs, man. You know, I mean, there there isn't great pizza, you know, where I'm at, there isn't great Chinese food. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of restaurants that have to come downtown or whatever. There's trade-offs, but it's really quiet where I am and, yeah. and it's very safe. Uh, you know, I remember when I was going for my uh, carrier's permit, I had a guy who uh, who was a, 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 an official for the county, and I said to him, I go, well, let me ask you something. You have to have real intent in L.A. I mean, it's very, they're very, very, very strict, like the Sullivan laws in, in New York City about shooting somebody. I said, now, if it's 3 o'clock in the morning and my window rolls up, and someone's climbing in my window. Your life has to be. Th- I, you know, I'm not waiting to find out if my life's no, going to be. No, I'm popping a couple in that guy's thigh yeah. for sure. Slow him down. I'm not going to shoot him in the head, right? But, but I'm definitely going to shoot him if he's mm-hmm. coming through my window. Am I going to? Is that going to be okay here? He goes, "You're in Oswego County, Mr. Bowen. Go ahead and pop a couple caps." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That's how we do. That's how we do." You know, but but that mentality. If you take that now, I've been trained to think that's what you do because someone's coming in your house and they're not coming in to borrow sugar. No, you know. So, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of like that. You know, we're, we're swinging. We're, we're swinging it up in Cleveland. Yeah, now. You come are. on over. I love it. Come on over. The sugar's tasty. Yeah, you're going to be walking around with cowboy boots on soon. You'll have your little holster. I love it. Did you peek in my bedroom? I last did. Thing? I did. Yeah, I, did. I know I what you're into. Very dirty with Ron. I know what you're into. Uh, so, Polly the Mole. Oh, God, this is so, like, I just, I can't understand how we, this is back to the future, is what this guy is to mm-hmm. me. So, he has another job. Right. Can you explain, explain? So, he works for IMG, which is right. the, the, all the broadcasts you hear of college sports, majority of them, right, Seth, the IMG handles yeah. a lot of them, right? 75% of 75 every college? Of yeah. So, if it's a college program, IMG has the contract to do it. He works for IMG, so he goes, he sets up the equipment, him and Matt Park sit there, and... And they do the shows, like, you know, they'll they'll do the pre or the post, and then they broadcast the game. He sends that to either an ESPN or a TK or whatever, and they air the games. So he's so, an engineer, essentially. Okay, so but this is completely separate of the great Ed Levine of the Galaxy Completely Empire. separate, yes. Completely separate. Yeah. And Ed just goes, go ahead and go. He doesn't, you know. I don't know if he loves it. I mean, he calls him part-time Polly a lot because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, he takes these, I mean, the game was in Ohio yesterday and he's, Polly's been gone since, I think, Tuesday. Tuesday after. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, so, so enter the... And I believe you flew to and from San Antonio in less time than he has gone from Ohio and did three hear. talk shows yeah. and, a, yeah. and a, 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 an hour yeah. interview yeah. on a new show. I mean, I like to joke that, that the team... Is home long before Paulie is oh, the team goodness, that played yes. the game, not the guy that pushed the buttons. The team. Okay, so how, because the team flew there. Yeah, they flew. Okay, so and he can fly with the team. He has clearance to do that. So, 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 f- f- fill me in now because I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Mm. Was he a former Air Force cadet that had a bad landing on a warship? Did no. He, what happened no, was what happened that we can't get this man. It might have been the 2003 season. To fly with the team. So IMG will purchase a seat for him and Matt Park on the team plane so he can just travel with the team. 
if I guess I think it was 2003 because I think he was with, with Devendorf and he can tell the story better. But there was a rough landing. It was very scary for him, and he decided from that point on he was just going to drive to every game. He was going to do the John Madden and travel by travel by rail car or stagecoach okay. or whatever he's got. So, so Madden I, mobile, yeah, right. So I have multiple people in my life that I believe. No, no, I'm not taking anything away from this rough landing, from the traumatic mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. that might have you know incurred, but there are people in life that take those types of situations. And use them, even perhaps unbeknownst to them. Paulie loves driving and going out. He and likes be, to be alone where he, nobody can bother he him. He does. And He's he likes hermit. to stop and eat his fast food. Yes. And he likes to come back in and miss another day's work. Yeah. He, he, like, he likes this. He likes it. That's, it a, that's 95% of it. You got it. So, so the fact of the matter is when you statistically disprove this driving thing versus flying and which mm-hmm. one is much safer the odds of him getting killed on a highway are so much exponentially higher than, higher than, than, a, plane. than, than a plane yes. landing mm-hmm. so and and oh by the way it landed even yeah. under these terrible conditions yeah. and it was right. a rough landing so but uh no i i don't buy it uh, paulie likes doing it the he way likes he likes it. it he likes to do paulie likes to do what paulie likes to do well that's like any human being i'm not faulting him for that but how do we get him over this hump? Is you never will. Never going to happen. Will. No. Never no. Gonna happen. He's got a mate. He's got a mate because no, in, until the great one tells him you're not taking three days off for an Ohio game, then. Well, but that's but there lies the other thing. So so last night, um, yesterday I did the show, mm-hmm. um, or the day before rather. Tuesday, so, yeah. so Tuesday I did the show. I went home. Um, I got my stuff ready. I had some other responsibilities. Uh, I had a, a an opening at the Preserve, uh, an event that my friend um, Doug Lalone, uh, his restaurant, he also owns the Gem Diner. So I went to this event until 4.30 with a 5.30 flight mm-hmm. just to carry on. I flew in uh, to Charlotte, Charlotte then to San Antonio. I got in at midnight, was in front of a camera at 7 a.m., yeah. I did talk show one at seven, talk show two at eight, talk show three at nine, had lunch, did an interview with, um, I don't know if you remember Myra Leal, who was in the movie Machete. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you really, say that, I really hear, hot yeah. uh, Latina hello, actress. Hello. Um, so uh, I interviewed Myra. Uh, we were done at, from three to four, I interviewed Myra. I was on a 5.30 flight back to Dulles, got delayed in Dulles until... 10.45 or 11, mm-hmm. landed, got home at 2 in the morning, was up at 5, I'm here at work. Yeah. Now, again, I'm, and I'm not patting myself, but this is the way it goes during this one week. And mm-hmm. and so and now, you know, uh, I'm driving, we work tomorrow, uh, I get in a car and I drive a Suburban all the way down to Orlando to drop off a whole bunch of the spring stuff and blah, mm-hmm. blah, over in Robin's house. She's going to stay there. I get back on a plane on Sunday, I come back and I'll be at work on Monday. What? At some point, do we not address this with him and start burying him? Or, or what? He won't care. It'll only come for the great one. What happens here? if the great one tells him you got to get on the plane? Then I think he probably has to get on the plane. Then he gets on and he overcomes his fear. He has to overcome his fear. Yeah, well, and he's and, gotten, he's flown to some places. I mean, he, he'll fly. When, when they, like when they went places that you can't drive, like to Maui or yeah, to the yeah, Bahamas, yeah. Like he'll he flies. fly. Oh, so he can conveniently get on there, but he can't get on. If it's like if the game is in San Diego, where he was a small boy for years, he'll fly to San Diego. But <laughs> when he was a small ranch, was a small ranch. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
No, but but we're talking. Let's let's just hypothetically. And I know this is coming up later in the show. Let's hypothetically say that we're down in Orlando for this bowl for the bowl game. He will he will drive to Orlando. He will because I thought he drove to I thought he drove to Miami. He at did. One point. He drove. Yeah. He'll drive. So he'll drive coast. to Orlando. Yeah, and he'll be well, gone for probably I would say a week. About <laughs> yeah, just about right. Yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, which is nonsense because I'm going to drive down there straight through with Robin in sure. 20 hours. Sure. You, know, you just pull over one person sleeps in it. So, um, you know, why he's not. So I, anyway, let's jump to that because I, I, I popped my head in on the great one. Today. Mm-hmm. Very rare you get him where you can actually pop your head in because he's always so busy. He's a busy man. So he looks up. I wait for the nod of like, get out of here or. And he goes, hey, what's up? So I'm like, OK, I, get, I, I can talk to him for a second. <laughs> so I hit him with, hey. And, and I worded it the same way I did before we got on air. I said to him. Hey, you know, we haven't been to a bowl game in five years, and, and we haven't been nationally ranked in 17. Mm-hmm. Are we going to the bowl game? And he goes, mm, I don't know yet. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I think maybe we go if it's pinstripe, but if it's Orlando or, or El Paso or whatever, I don't know that we're going. But if it's Orlando, we got Throbbing Robbins love down yeah, there. Yeah, you stay there at that palatial Well, it estate. saves him the money, too. Yeah, yeah, Because you know, yeah. he's shilling out. You got in, in defense of, uh, of Ed... He's got to shell out a lot of dough. And something like this, I mean, a bowl game, they'll announce it, and then the bowl game's, what, two weeks, three weeks later? So yes. it's, there's no real turnaround time for him to sell it, to make money off it. And, it's just, and Paul is already driving down. Yeah. So, He's already going. Yeah. You guys bro up, take a trip down there. Bro up over at Robbins? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and what was I seeing about this, Seth? Maybe you know more about it. It's it's and we're waiting on NC State's bowl to know where kinda, we're gonna go. Kind of, sorta. Uh, you're kind of, sorta waiting on NC State. You're kind of, sorta waiting on the Big Twelve mm-hmm. uh, to see what that team, what what team falls where from the Big Twelve. Uh, we'll know Sunday. Uh, I mean, by the end of the day, Saturday, we'll have a really good idea of where they're going, and then mm-hmm. Sunday it'll just be official. Yeah. What do you think? I think the Camping World, and if not the Camping World Bowl, that's in Orlando, uh, the Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, I think those are the only two that really make sense. Like, it, do, it doesn't make sense to send Syracuse to El Paso, Texas. Yeah. El Paso. I shot a, I shot a, it just a, doesn't make sense. I shot a movie in El Paso. And I got to tell you, lovely state, Texas, gigantic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gigantic. Um, but there's just not a lot going. Unless you well, and you're get, not going to have a lot of fans. You're not going to have Syracuse fans That's in El my Paso. point. Like, you're not going to sell that well, game out yeah. with Syracuse. Well, well, here's the reason... You know, it, it's exactly for the reason. I don't know you're not going to sell it. I'm going to tell you why. What else? This is like the Super Bowl coming to El Paso. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, any team playing in a bowl game, it's the one bowl game thing they do. You know, it's kind of like Mardi Gras. You know what I mean? Like, you can gear up and promise that in the pouring rain, Mardi Gras is going to be packed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you're not going to do pretty well. You look up their history. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up last year's game. Yeah, what was last year's game? Let's find out. Attendance. 50,000. If they go to Orlando, you've at least got enough Screaming transplants down there. Donald Trump enemies. They're, got, right on, they're right on the border. They're right on the border. They're right on the yeah, border. Yeah, yeah. I, is it Juarez? Where, where are you going that you're you're crossing the border there and you're getting killed in seconds? They had, had 39,000 people there. 39,000? 39,000 is bad for a bowl game in southern Texas, you think? Capacity of the stadium is... Fifty-one and a half. That's bad. Thirty-nine thousand. That's not so, good. That's a bad turnout for now for a bowl game. That was NC State. That was NC State and Arizona State. Arizona State is not that far. No, from like all things considered, not that far from El Paso. Wow, Texas. I didn't know that was such so poorly attended. I, there's I, there's not a chance so, they sell that game out with Syracuse. Then. No, if they can't with Arizona State, who would it be? Syracuse and who? 
Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona State's not good enough. To, right, but they might need to find anybody. I think they're going to a bowl game. Can they put a high school team in there? Maybe sell some tickets? Arizona State's not bowl eligible? El Paso Central? They didn't yeah. win six or seven? I don't think so. Oh, I think so. I think a side hot dog on this one. Side hot dog, they're going. Here we go. We're looking at that. Drum roll. Arizona State going to what bowl? Arizona State's four and five. Ah, uh, they're seven and five. Seven, seven and five, five. Yeah. ladies Sorry. and gentlemen. Too My bad. Ga- they're going in. Actually, I, I, I think they I might s- be too good to go to the to no, the Sun Bowl. I actually I actually <laughs> thought I saw that they're a possible opponent. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't it, been looking at the Sun Bowl in, in the, in the, Yes, it is. It's it's the Pac-12 and the ACC. Right, Pac, so. the Pac-12. So, and they're not going to take one of the first two teams. They're going to take right. the fourth, fifth, right. which is exactly. That. Yeah, what? Arizona State packs the house against SU. Herm Edwards. Yes. Big Herm, mm-hmm. turn you know the program around. You know he's playing to win. So. Oh, there's no question he's playing to win. There's no question Herm's playing to win. You know, a lot of people criticized him for coming out and taking that program, but they're seven and five right now, and they're going into a bowl game. Yeah, and that's a successful year for him. I think. I, I think. Wanna, yeah. That it's a, Orlando or, or New York City. I think you can get the either of those. I'm. I think we're going to Orlando. I'm thinking we're going to. Orlando. I think the problem is we're so known as a basketball program. And then we're kind of flashing back into the spotlight. I don't know where we go besides a pinstripe that a lot of people are going to go, wow, that's my, Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of my thought. I, I think that they they deserve to go to the to the, to the bowl in Orlando because they're the second best team in the ACC. They're the, they're the next highest ranked. Like, they deserve that, except given recent history, I don't know that they will be given that, bur- that bowl. I'll tell you one reason also that they might go, and, and, we'll, go, and we'll break, uh, is that We've scored, uh, you know, over forty points like eight times or something. You know, I mean, we scored exactly. over fifty three or four. So we are a high powered, exciting offense to watch, and they love that on TV. They do. They really love that. Let's go to break. We'll be right back. I'm so excited. It's time for. Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't. Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin show. Did you get my quatrain? Did you hear my quatrain, Seth, about, about Doug Baldwin being him? No. So we're going to come back. We're going to play So What right now, but let me tease you with, um, evidently, Levitard, and we'll do this in the third segment, has Doug Baldwin calling him, which I find very Is interesting. Is another brother? Are you, are you related? Or? Brother from another mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I find interesting is Doug Baldwin is currently playing, and he's going to pick games Against Ooh. the point spread on a show. I, hey, I th- gambling's legal now. We're good. Yeah. The gambling is illegal so, here at Bushwood, sir. It's all, it's all and kosher. And besides, I never slice. Let's get Goodell on the so, phone. Here's what, I, here's what I wrote. At the end, they got Doug. Hung with Dan, found him smug. Colin and Donnie couldn't win. Lebitard cheated. Let the games begin. Wow. That was the a quatrain. Cool. one has spoken. In, in half of a half of a day's hat, a little bit yes. of a, it's a misty, ah. misty days. What did I say? Um, so, so what is brought to you by Wildcat Sports Pub? Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus. All the games, delicious food, voted best sports bar by the readers of the Syracuse New Times 2018. Wildcat Sports Pub. Uh, according to ESPN's Brian Windhorst, if I said that correctly. You did. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> head coach of your Lakers, Luke Walton, has given up trying to coach LeBron James. According to scouts... They have noticed that when James is running the point, he rarely even looks towards the bench to receive play calls from Luke Walton. 
Even when he has seen them, scouts report that he just ignores them and runs the play he prefers. Wow. I, I feel bad for Luke Walton. I, you're right? I feel really bad for him. This isn't what he signed up for. No, and it's like it, it's, the team is on his head. They're not going to fire LeBron. Well, I, 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 there's so many things come to mind for me right now. I mean, A, I like Luke Walton. I love his dad. I love the way his dad played. Um, but Luke Walton coaching the Lakers anyway when they announced it in the very beginning before LeBron everything, I thought Luke Walton's qualified to coach the LA Lakers I mean from Pat Riley to you know what I mean like guys they've had coached that team so I, I I know they wanted to keep it in-house and they love Luke there but I never felt he was qualified to coach the Lakers he was never an assistant somewhere really for any great length of time I mean he was, he was with the Warriors right but so but but again if he wasn't Luke Walton, you know, and a Bill Walton's kid, and blah blah, and 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 hadn't played for the Lakers, and he had had a career in New York, he never would have coached the Lakers. So, but but at any rate, he knew this was coming. He knew yes. what was going to happen. He knew LeBron James was essentially going to be coaching the guys that come to the team. This is part of the reason why guys like Kawhi Leonard and don't not, do not want to be in the shadow of LeBron James for three seasons or four. And go to that team and have LeBron James calling the play. He calls yeah. the plays. Kevin Love's talked about it. Like he's just like, yeah, it kind of, you know, kind of stunk. And he was like, it's kind of terrible play. Like, like you trade the bad for the good of like you keep going to the finals, but like the bad is pretty bad. Like the bad's yeah. not that great. And I, I do, but I do feel bad for for Luke Walton. This is the second out of three coaches that LeBron's done this to. Uh, you know, when he went back to Cleveland, Cleveland had just hired a coach. And that coach thought he was getting in on like some rebuilding project, like finish the job and and let's turn this thing into a winner. And then all of a sudden LeBron shows up. Yeah. And like that's kind of what happened to Luke Walton. Like Luke Walton thought he was kind of in a, a rebuilding thing. And then mm-hmm. like LeBron shows up. Yeah. And <laughs> how do you coach LeBron? You're you, like, do, you don't. Yeah. You get fired. Yeah, right. Well, the only, and this is the reason why a team like the Lakers is never going to get Phil or, or, uh, you know, some some big type of coach of that because they're not going in there to have some player tell them what they're doing. They're going in there to implement their game plan. You know, there's Van Gundy's that are available. There's people that have, have deep, deep NBA experience that are that are scientists of, you know, dissecting a basketball team and what would help them win. You can't get a guy like that because LeBron's not going to – LeBron's a guy you want to pick up if you want to stay on the court in a, in, in a pickup game. You know you're not going to get touches – but you know he's going to score on anybody, you know. What I mean, so. It, it, but as a coach, it must be an awful experience there, to have him. There's only been one person who's been able to tell LeBron, like, "No, that guy's your coach, Pat Riley." Yeah. And and I I heard a story over the summer, um, and, and kind of leading into this season because people kind of assumed that this would happen at mm-hmm. some point where they were like wouldn't like Luke Walton, where they said that in Miami at some point LeBron went up to Pat Riley's office and was like, "Hey, you ever uh, you know get the itch to coach again?" And Pat Riley was just like, shut up, Eric Spolster's your coach. Like, get out of my office. Yeah. Right. And, and like, clearly nobody else has ever done that to LeBron yeah. because he, he always tries to go and overthrow the coach. You yeah. know, it's funny because uh, I, I had that in my world happen, and it was with Tom Cruise. And so uh, we, I did Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise, which at the time he was up and coming in a big, big name just before Rain Man, and he goes and does an Oliver Stone picture, where that, and, the, and the film gets nominated. It wins 13 Oscars. Um, and Tom gets, he gets nominated for the first time uh, because he wasn't really known. He was known as a movie star, not a great actor, and he's great in the film. But at any rate, I remember going to set 
and Stone being really, really up, upset with Tom because he watched him walk out of his trailer. And Stone's directive was, you are never to get out of that wheelchair while you're on set. While you're here, when you pull it in that car, I want the wheelchair to pick you up. You are paralyzed, and you're going to stay paralyzed while you're at work. So don't get out of the chair, and I'm not kidding. And, you know, say what you want about Tom's acting or whatever you want, but Oliver insisted that he stay in character, at least while he was at work. He didn't have to go home and Mm -hmm. pretend he was paralyzed, Mm -hmm. but he wanted them to experience what it was like to be Ron Kovic. And so... I guess he broke the rule for whatever he ran somewhere and did something and and Stone buried him. I mean, like screaming at him. Now, at that time, because Oliver Stone was who he was, he could get away with pushing Tom Cruise around. Sure. Today, even five years after that, Tom Cruise would have said, yeah, get rid of this guy. You know what I mean? Let's bring in the next guy. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) Did you ever think about coaching? Yeah, right. So that's what it brings it to mind. But the, the same thing, if Luke goes, and a lot of people said he'll be one of the first big coaches to go, uh, because of this relationship, and once LeBron gets, you know, he'll get into Jeannie Buss's office and he'll say, "Hey, man, this guy's got to go." You know, come on, you, you want to win more games, you know, whatever he's going to say. But the question is, then who do you, who's going to take on that thing? It, it's got to be somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience, who's younger, or somebody who's like at the very end of his career and doesn't care, you know, because you're kind of a figurehead. I think big long so what. Not a so what, apparently. Not a so what. Tiger Woods played the most golf in 2018, uh, as he has since 2012. He made 18 starts on the PGA Tour, and he's considering slowing down to avoid a burnout. He doesn't want to play as much golf in 2019. You know, I think that you need to uh, to understand that in order to play at that level, it's not 18 events, which is li- literally means he's working each event is four days. So poor Tiger in 365 days would be working uh, 70, 72 days. days. So, you know, that, that that's that. It's how much you have to practice. And so to maintain an 18 event schedule, you know, you figure for if you matched, you know, that that number of days. But really the, the equation usually is you have to double it. So. You know, you're looking at 72 days. It would take him 144 days of, of preparation to play in, in those in those 72. Now you're eating up the whole, you know, you, you know, a, a big portion of the year. And at this stage of his career, I I I, I don't uh, I don't see him maintaining. I think he this is very much what he just did this year. Uh, I think like that little 86 run that Jack Nicklaus had. You know, I mean, I don't know that he's going to be at the top of the game. And the fact that um, I I quatrained that. Phil Mickelson was going to beat him, mm-hmm. you know. And Phil's six years older, seven, hundred twenty years old, I think, and not point. in the not in as good shape either. No, and he beat Tiger Woods straight right. up. So I mean, it's funny because normally when you get older, you try to play more golf. Yeah, right. Not, not him. Not right. less. Now he wants to on a burnout. Yeah, got to make time to... for chicks. <sighs> <Wow>. <laughs> Listen, l- l- look at that. What you just said, mm-hmm. and think about it. When he was running around and he was killing it's amazing. it, he was he he was the best golfer on the planet. I know, right. And now, unbelievable. And now he's in the old folks home. You got to find the balance. He's in Viagra. Iowa Hawkeyes broadcaster Gary Dolphin has been suspended two games for ripping the team on the air. Now, what happened was they went to a break. And Neil must have been board hopping, and they left the mics on. Uh, and <laughs> wow, I apologize, Chief Forrest. Forrest, you hear that number four uh, bus coming by? Uh, they left the mics on, and he was heard saying, "And I'll give you the quote." He was talking about Pitt, and he was saying how good they are and how terrible the Hawkeyes are. He said, how do we not get anybody like that? Talking about uh, some of their freshman guards. 
He says, it's just year after year after year. Go get a quality piece like that. Just get one. They've got three or four. Instead, we get, is it Maish Daly? Or I don't know. Maish Daly. He dribbles into the double team with his head down. God. Can I just point out the hilarious fact that Pitt was winless in the ACC last year and Iowa is currently ranked in the top 15? Hmm? And he's like, no, go get those players. Go get those guys. Go yeah. get those players from Didn't, that crappy team. Was it Iowa State that was, uh, wasn't Iowa State that upset Oregon? <laughs> Uh, I yeah Iowa yeah they beat Oregon they beat Oregon ago. right right yeah in our tournament right. yes and won it yes so what's they he won the tournament about over there <laughs> it's hilarious he just wants better guys right I don't know if he got this he got suspended for two games for he, that all right I, also this this is also just a, a one of those weird things in the business of like whether it's college or professional where the teams have so much influence over like the broadcasters yeah, yeah, yeah. that. So often, like you're listening to, if you're listening to like whatever game, you know, pick, pick your college team, and it's like things are going bad. And it's like, well, things could be going worse. At yeah. least this guy's playing well. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah, but you're losing by forty. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. well, let, 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 let me ask you a question, and maybe this is a better question directed at Seth. So, if Matt Park is calling a game, is it because it was off mic and someone? But I mean, why couldn't Matt say, "How the hell are we not getting?" That's what both? I don't get. Why can't he be like, "Well, why, yeah. why aren't we getting guys like Pitt?" It depends on. It very much depends on who you are working for. If you're working for, a lot of times it's different between college and professional. A lot of times it's different between major market and smaller market. Um, you know, like you can't tell me, and and we have the Giants games here on ESPN Radio. You can't tell me that anybody's telling Bob Papa not to say that the Giants stink because right. Bob Papa will rip right. into the Giants. Right. Uh, but if you listen to the Chicago White Sox broadcast with you know Hawk Harrelson, who's Homer like Homerific and put it on the board mm. and and yelling and screaming, you know you you can't say that there's no <laughs> impact on that from the team. So and I'll tell you, I, it, it's a give and take. As someone who's been in radio for a little bit, I I can tell you how this went down. I can guarantee. You, let's we'll, I'll use a local example. Let's say Matt Park's calling the game and he's saying, you know, why is Dolage so bad? Why why can't we get this guy? This guy, and maybe John Wildhack didn't love that. Well, John Wildhack then calls the great one Ed Levine and says, well, your guy said this and this and this. Ed asked to do something. So he says, all right, I'll suspend him for two games. It's probably how it went down. You probably right. had whoever the athletic director got a bug up their ass or whatever about it, and it all rolls downhill. Or a booster. Some, yeah, or a booster, a guy yeah, with yeah, money. See, yeah. see that, that's, that's what, when I, when I, I was critical of um, the marketing department here, mm. um, because I, I go to games sometimes and I see, you know, there's a lot of seats that are empty, you know, and, and I, I know that from, from John Wildhack's perspective, he's hired a new marketing guy. He wants those seats filled for sure. But I just said things like, why are we not, um, why are we not, you know, giving tickets away to kids in, uh, as an incentive in high school, your future venture? Why are we not? And I came up with some different things about, but uh, for sure, my, I've gotten heat from people outside of work, not from Ed, but when I say, yeah, is Babers going to be here? What are we doing to keep, keep Babers mm-hmm. if he wins this bowl game? I don't. Th- I, I personally, again, because bad things happen when you wait. So I personally wouldn't wait another year if I had an opportunity to go to Florida State or go to some place where you know if that's what his goal is. You know, and I mean? you asked a valid question of two. Okay, let's say he walks. Who's coming in? Like, is well, that's the next thing. Are, are, are you prepared? Right. That if he, because I don't think he's going to. Put it on a billboard and and, and advertise it for six Say, months. Hey, and I'll then give go. you one more year for he's, you to find somebody. He's gone. Right, he's going. He's going. All right, finally, and then we'll wrap up. So, because I know we're running late here. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Jesse Ventura has announced he's gonna maybe possibly consider running against Donald Trump in 2020. The governor, the governor Jesse Ventura. 
Wow. The body. The body. The body. So you what? Yeah, so yeah, what, so right? What? <laughs> yeah, no. so while, what? while he was governor, he could have maybe make a run at it, but no, he's done. He looks gnarly, too. He's not aging well. All right, so what brought you by Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus? Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. What's my point? I pointed at you because he wasn't. I know, but I'm looking this way. I'm sorry. Hang on. I'm too busy. Neil is yelling at me. I don't know what to do. My advice to Neil, and if you're watching on Facebook, you see that they've drawn it. Now, Daniel put Nikki kneecaps up against Forrest with logos. And my advice to him, whenever I talk to, like, college kids in radio, is I always say, I'm not going to be the best, the funniest guy on the radio, but I can outwork everybody. And what Neil did here... Is he definitely outworked Nicky Kneecaps? He definitely outsmarted he him. He outsmarted him. Definitely. He gave him the Saints logo, which I know who could draw a Saints logo, and he took the blue star. But now, now I have a theory now. So, Caps, the up and coming youngster, mm-hmm. comes in and he beats up on Neil a couple of times now. He has beat, he has put Neil in a beat down position. I heard you put him, put him head to head uh, with so what? And, oh, Neil, yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah, and yeah. Neil just read Smoke one of your stories. That you a, couple, <laughs> a couple of times now. Yeah, he turned around, Neil grabs a story that I pulled and this pull, takes it out knowing he's getting his and ass And then he beat. says, well, Josh does it. No, I don't. Threw you under the bus. He has never sent me a story. If it's a coincidence, that's fine. He has said that while you're playing so what, you just grab my oh. stories. How dare you How drag d- my right? name through the mud. Not my- knowing the, the Fine, tedious please. work and the preparation that you do in the four minutes you have between shows. Uh. I am a I am a diehard. I am the Tom Brokaw of sports radio. While you're texting your wife. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so, so there's something to be said about the struggling we have with stars. This is better. This is better. Still not great. It's it's not great, and and it, it looks like a squig word, you know, yeah, kind of like a starfish, but like okay. a one that's dying. But but this one over here is like the dilapidated court jester's hat. Mm-hmm. What's going on with the bottom? I, you know, I don't know. There's like a toenail on the one on the far right, <laughs> yeah. and I don't, I don't really but, know what's going on. You know there. what? I got I got I got to applaud Daniel Baldwin on this. Because when I, like, you look at Neil, you go, well, there's no way we could find somebody who draws worse than Neil. Right. And Daniel Baldwin said, oh, no, no, no. no I Hold on. <laughs> uh, well, well, I can't bring your kneecaps. So, so I go to, I go to, I get caps, uh, you know, he comes into work, and I, either he's a research genius, because he's constantly on his phone, and he's over there, but he's, 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 he's on, you know, uh, what's that site that you meet the chicks on now, and you swipe Tinder, left? yeah. Tinder, he's on Tinder. He was, he was watching sports videos out there two, yeah, days, yeah, two minutes ago. So is no one teaching him how to do anything? We just This is the same thing that happened with Salzone versus this one versus that one. Why do we not? Is because behind me here, the great Seth doesn't have time because he would be the one to show them how to do it properly and care about it. I don't know that Seth would want to do it. I doubt he would. But well, at least I'll, I know it would be done properly, whereas Salzone could care. He doesn't I'll sh- care. I'll show him. Typically, I'm doing other things during during the show. But Salzone's a media giant now. Yeah, he's too big Obviously. for us. He's huge. He's a, of course. He's a giant us. Do you notice how quickly no one asks about Salzone either? No one on the show, he was, you know. He was here he every was day, and then he was part. never here yeah. again, and no one's like. <laughs> he was. It's like, who was that? Who was, was it, was it Facts of Life or whatever? Like my Family Times with the cousin. No, it was Brady Bunch, where like the cousin went upstairs and never came back down, and it was like. Whatever happened to Cousin Oliver? Where'd Cousin Oliver go? He's our Cousin Oliver. You know, I flash when I drive here. I flash on the radio. Mm-hmm. I listen a little bit of what's going on with uh, Golik and Wingo. I cut to you every once in a while. You're always got something. It's it's fast-paced. It's moving. Guests on. You and Cody Mack. 
And then every so often I subject myself to the torture of having to listen to Joe's show. And I got to tell you. It's molasses. You know, I can see why I played a radio host on a show post-apocalyptic once where the only radio station left in the United States standing was in our bunker in this really weird, bizarre movie. I like it. I'm I'm totally on. And uh, um, they didn't have a choice. Um, I'm glad there's choices to not have to listen to Joe's show. I'm glad there's choices. Savage birds. It fell fell apart once I left. Mm -hmm. You might have been the glue. It fell apart once I left. might have been the glue. Very sad for them. You made some mm-hmm. shifts. You were the... Uh... But there's opportunities with uh, with Steve in the sales department. Yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> well, you're not making any comment over there. He lo- he loves to stay fly below the radar and stay their controversy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he? Well, yeah. Safer. It is. You like that safe thing? Yeah, I do. What about the edge? I don't mind the edge. I'd, I'd rather stay five feet back. He's the Luke Walton of ESPN so you go to the edge. Of, <laughs> you go to the edge, you're forced to the edge. Right. You're not going by choice. Right. Is that safe to say? Sure. Okay. All right. I like that. Uh, I did hear a thing about Luke, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't blow. I mean, not not Luke uh, 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 Forrest, and I shouldn't blow up his spot. Oh come on! But God. I gotta blow, God, blow it up. Blow it up. And this is a Polly story. So you have to ask him when he gets back tomorrow. <coughs> is Polly going to be back by tomorrow? Well, he's still. He, it's all the way in Ohio, so I think he's. Yeah. I think he's walking. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so God. I guess Maybe so. Monday. One of one of Forrest's professors is a friend of Polly, so Polly knows his professor. Oh, at his college. At his college. Okay. And and they were asking in class, like, what do you do with ESPN? And Forrest said, I report directly to Polly Sebelia. Like it was some badge of honor. Like, I am Polly Sebelia's right hand man. Special assistant to Special Polly assistant, <laughs> regional manager to the Polly Sebelia. Is there a bucket that I could drain my blood into right now? <laughs> That that I'm just thinking to myself. You're at school. You're trying to impress your your. your you don't say Ed Levine, K-Rod Daniel Josh, Baldwin, Daniel Baldwin. But you say Paulie. Of Sibelia? all the names to drop, of all the names to drop, I know one stripper dog watcher. That, <laughs> you that, that, say, that, that you say Paulie Sibelia like, might mean something. Well, yeah. I mean, I talk to Alec Baldwin quite regularly. Right. You or could drop that. Something. Maybe get some chicks out of it. Something. Impress some right. chicks. Iceman was on yesterday. Jim Kelly called in. I've got Daniel Baldwin's personal phone number. I, I, I write for the show when we go national on no. Levitard. But I report directly to Paulie yeah, Sebelia. He could have dropped Levitard. He could have been like, I'll I, I produce a feature for the Levitard show. No. I report to Paulie Sebelia. Wow. Okay. Wow. Talk about an uneventful <laughs> life. Um, okay. So we're going to go to break. We're going to talk about... Uh, uh, Tonight's game, New Orleans, Dallas, and uh, and make a pick. Make a pick. We'll be- hey now, look at that! I got the point. Yeah, I remembered. Look at Sethi coming in hot. So, is there a possibility that we see no Sabilia? No, he'll tomorrow? be here. He'll be here. He'll be here yeah. He's not gonna find some. He'll be here this afternoon. Because we don't know what he's what he's what stray he's catching on the road coming back. Is that I part of it too? Well, I w- he is he wishes. like hitting on young, you know, chicks and Burger Kings? Oh, and- I, he wishes. He does, doesn't he? Tell the truth. He wishes, yeah. He's parking lot Polly. He'll tell you right now. He'd love to get a little parking lot. Parking lot Parking Poudin. lot Polly. <laughs> Truck stop. Little he lot is. lizard action. Can you, oh my God, can you imagine the network of chicks that he visits? I'll see you next Miami game, honey. You know, he's just stopping He has off. somebody in each. He does. Hose in every area code. <laughs> I said, I said, Brandy, mm-hmm. you're a fine girl. Yeah, that's Polly. You know he does. Parking lot Polly. Yeah. 
He's got his Clemson piece. He's got his Ohio piece. So we're giving Forrest a nod here, right? I mean, he, he, Cap, Caps has lost his first competition. Nick and Caps. Does Caps listen to the show when he's out there, like you do? Yeah. He's listening right now. Yeah. Caps, you went down in flames today, babe. That's <laughs> I'm just not feeling I mean, I would have done something to enhance that. He didn't even try to color it. Nothing. Isn't best. it yellow? Isn't it gold? Yes. It's the golden purple, right? It's gold, right? Well, so golden black. Golden black. Yeah. So he just he just phoned it in. He's you know what it is? It's like a marathon runner. You know, you get out to that good lead and you're like, I'm gonna take the next four miles off and then I'm gonna throw the heater on later on. I mean, I'm not I'm not putting out I'm putting aside the fact that he could be uh he could be smoke screening us. I mean, and he could come in next week and the Picasso's up there for all we know. Well, this one thing have... we do know is that Forrest has not been smokescreened. No, no, no. So that's no, not going to no. happen. Nicky he's hustling, he's hustling you? Yeah, he might be hustling us. New Orleans minus seven over Dallas Forrest. Um, in no. Dallas. I'm going with the Saints. 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 I'm taking the Saints minus the seven. Uh, what do we got for time right now? That's it. That's it. We're out. It's over. Guess what? So long. See you later. Bye.